Welcome to the writing workshop. I'm Julie, a compulsive overeater, and one of your leaders for this session. Hi, Julie. Please join me in the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. The format for this session is as follows. There are two speakers. We'll each share for about 20 minutes, followed by 15 minutes of time to write, um, and then finishing up with 20 minutes for open pitches and the closing prayer. There's no ask it basket in this session. Um, and Bonnie has volunteered to be our timekeeper, so she'll keep us honest. And uh, since the topic for the session is on writing, I thought I would read on writing from the um, Tools of Recovery pamphlet. Writing. In addition to writing our inventories and the list of people we have harmed, most of us have found that writing has been an indispensable tool for working the steps. Further, putting our thoughts and feelings down on paper or describing a troubling incident helps us to better understand our actions and reactions in a way that is often not revealed to us by simply thinking or talking about them. In the past, compulsive eating was our most common reaction to life. When we put our difficulties down on paper, it becomes easier to see situations more clearly and perhaps better discern any necessary action. Um, and now I'd like to introduce Michelle, who is going to share about her experience writing the 10th step. I'm uh, Michelle, a compulsive overeater. Um, yeah, there's nothing quite like planning because the things that writing. So at first I thought it was a 10 steps, then I saw writing, and now now it's a 10 step. So it doesn't matter for me. All my writing's about a 10 step anyway. Um, and I'm going to um, qualify, um, and by qualifying, it kind of tells you why I need to write a lot. Um, I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm actually kind of scared to be up here, um, and I, uh, right before I came, I did what I always do when I'm scared, is I wrote a letter to God, and um, and that's one of the tools I'm, I'm going to talk about. Um, and, and I've been coming to OA for um, almost eight years, eight years in September. I have been abstinent for eight years in September. I have maintained a 50-pound weight loss for eight years since last September. I started uh, my last diet the day before eight years from last September um, and haven't had to diet or compulsively overeat or binge um, for eight and a half years. Um, and, you know, I, I am scared, but I really, this is one of the uh, workshops where I really feel qualified to speak. Um, you know, like body image and relationships, uh, I've spoken on at least body image, and I've never quite felt very qualified, but this is really one where, where I use this tool all the time. Um, and the reason I use it is because I have been full of anxiety, fear, shyness from the very beginning of my life and have been a compulsive eater from the very beginning of my life. I'm not sure uh, – I need to look at my time. I'm not sure um, which came first, the chicken or the egg. I just – I just know they both all have been there. It's all a part of my disease. That's my, um, you know, my fears and my anxieties are what I eat over, and then the eating seems to contribute directly to my fears and anxieties and insecurities. So, um, you know, I, I really, uh, it, it's, it's always been like that. And um, right before I came to OA eight years ago, um, I would be up in the, up at two in the morning worried just all the time. Um, and you know, I was always compensating by like, I, sometimes I'd get up at two in the morning and I'd be worried about work. So I would go to work. 
um, even though I had two little kids at home. Um, I worried about my two little kids, but, you know, I was... I didn't have to worry too much because I was certain they were better off without me. So I could be a compulsive of, you know, I could hide in my food and hide at work um, because they were better off without me. Um, and you know what? I did actually um, use writing before I came to OA, but I used it to beat myself up. I would track my weight, you know, diligently. Um, you know, I was often on a diet, so I'd be counting my points or counting the calories, or doing whatever your, whatever the diet of the day suggested that I do. Um, I actually even, after I'd been in the program a little while, I actually found some writing. So I even, like, wrote about my feelings at the time. But it was, you're a bum, you're terrible, why can't you stop eating? You know, even though um, I never really thought of myself as a compulsive overeater, that was really kind of intriguing writing to find. Um, and... Um, you know what, I don't, my writing does not beat myself up anymore. It definitely gets to my part, but it doesn't, doesn't beat myself up. It also doesn't track calories or my weight or my plans of how much I'm going to weigh in three months. It, it doesn't track any of that anymore. Um, so I came into OA almost eight years ago, and um, I immediately got a sponsor and worked the steps. This is not a sponsorship workshop. But um, it's sort of like I heard someone I heard someone speak about the big book and the part in the big book which says these are only suggestions, and the person said that's sort of like jumping out of the airplane and that suggests you have a parachute with you. And getting a sponsor is the same thing. It's only a suggestion. It's only my experience, strength, and hope. But um, it's, for me, it would be like jumping out of a plane without a parachute, not having one. Um, and the way I have, have used writing my program, I immediately worked the steps. Um, a year into the program, um, I had already, uh, you know, gotten to a normal weight, um, although, you know, I still think I need to lose 10 pounds, just, you know, but, um, so I haven't gotten complete sanity. Um, but a year into the program, I found out some things about my marriage, some now, could I have found them out sooner? Yes. Did I want to? No. Is that, was that, was there some significant denial on my part? Yes. But a year into it, I guess I was ready to find out because I did find out. So there had been a lot of betrayals, um, mostly pertaining to money. And, um, luck, thank God I had been in the program a year. Thank God I had worked through the steps. Thank God I had a sponsor. Um, but, it really um, caused me a lot of fear and anxiety, and I needed to really grow up. And so I used this. The, at that time, um, some people in OA had gone to a, a retreat. Actually, I'm from Sacramento, and we our retreat is up in Lake Tahoe. And there was a speaker there who, um, actually, she's the chairperson of this convention, um, who, who spoke at that retreat. Now, in those days, I didn't go to retreats. I didn't go to anything called a retreat because um, I was not into that Zen kind of foo-foo stuff. Now, now I go to a retreat any chance I can get. But anyway, um, I, uh, they came back and talked about this writing exercise where you write a letter to God and have God write back. And when, you know, I was so scared, I was so scared of, you know, leaving my marriage or not leaving my marriage, of our financial situation, my kids, I had two little kids, and I would get up at 2 in the morning, and instead of going to work, or eating, yeah, I'd eat into the, you know, going to the cupboard. I started using that tool of writing a letter to God, and I'd write, write a letter, just, you know, God, I am so scared. I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen to my kids. I don't know what even then, you know, I don't know what's going to happen to my now ex-husband. I don't know what's going to happen to my husband. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I have no idea what, what's going to happen. I can't believe we're all going to survive. And God always wrote back, you don't have to be scared. You're not, you know, I'm going to take care of you and your girls. Um, I didn't use the advice I just got. Well, I did try to use the advice I just got, which was to pray for the ex-husband. But I did eventually use it. But at that point, it was just like, I'm scared for me and my girls. And, um, you know, God always wrote back, you don't need to be afraid. Go back to sleep. I got you covered. Um, and and that that is, uh, like... You know, it's, that's not technically a tenth step, but it kind of is because it's all about my fears. So it's getting, it's doing an inventory of my fears, and um, 
you know, it is, it's, it's all, you know, I'm making this up. It's all about, you know, the sixth and the seventh step, letting my fears go, letting God have my fears, letting God have my ego, which thought that somehow I could control the future, let God have my controlling behavior, let God have my ex-husband. Uh, and, and so it really was, um, it really was a tenth step, but I just made that up to fit into the topic that I just found out this is. Um, anyway, so, but um, then, then the other tool I use a lot is are actually like uh, out of the book, um, the AA 12 and 12 and the OA 12 and 12. And I kind of forgot they were out of the book until last night when I was reading the books on the 10th step. So, uh, so you know, I did know that writing and the 10th step were directly connected for me, so I did read them. And um, I, uh, so... I guess it was before I actually got to the 10th step, I think, that I started doing a 10th step. Um, I think, really, you can kind of start from the very beginning. You can certainly use that tool that I just mentioned, because it really doesn't take much to sit there and beg. And my my prayers are not prayers. They're begs, you know, God, please help me. Um, so those, that tool could certainly be used before you get to even the fourth step. But see, these other ones that I use are kind of... They're based on the uh, Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous method of doing the fourth step. And um, the first one is, it's sort of, a, it's what, you know, the AA 12 and 12 um, describes as the daily inventory. Um, and it, it suggests, and this is what, I, you know, my sponsor told me to do this. And so, uh, you know, I'm reading the book last night. I'm all, that's where she gets, gets this stuff. <laughs> and so anyway, which is why I like her. Um, because it does come, at, you know, she doesn't tell me anything uh, that's really not based on the steps. But, you know, it's always good to, to validate that. Or if someone, another good friend of mine says, there, nobody's said anything original in OA for the last 30 years. Um, and, and, you know, I'm, none of this is original. I stole it. Um, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's good stuff to steal. So, um, anyway, the, the, other, the other method, this is something I do almost every day. I'd like to say I use it every day, but really almost every day. And that is you go through your day and you just sort of chronologically through your day, you look at, you know, and, I, you know, my sponsor doesn't like me to use the words right and wrong, but, but, but it's sort of the way I think about it. But I, to be politically correct, I'll, I'll use the other words too. It's like what went right and what went wrong. But the other way, maybe the more, because I don't put wrong as negative. The other way I look at it is, how I have applied the principles in all my affairs for that day and what challenges I had in not, you know, in not doing that. And, um, and I do that. I go, I go through, just sort of starting from the day, I went swimming today. And, you know, I got up, you know, I prayed and I meditated and I went swimming today. Those, those are sort of like the best ways for me to start up my day. And so it's like I took care of myself today. And that's how I apply, apply these principles in all my affairs. And then, you know, something happened at work, and I kept my mouth shut and, um, and you know, and just let go. And then, um, you know, I, I, uh, I had a good, absent lunch. And then, but then it'll be, um, you know, I, uh, you know, I had a challenge with this person I'm supervising at work. And, um, and I could be even, I may not have. I may have applied the principles in all my affairs, but I'm still carrying around the resentment. So it's, for me, the chronological thing is I have these feelings about some of these things that happen to work. I have a resentment. What? Public service announcement for towing cars if anybody parked at Smart and Final. Smart what? Smart and Final. If you parked at Smart and Final, you should get up and go get your car because they're towing cars away. Um, the other thing they told us to announce is that there's dinner and breakfast tickets available. So, there we go. Um, oh, there isn't? Okay, one dinner left. Yeah. Um, so, I chronologically through my day, if I have something I'm afraid of, I, write, I put it down. Something I'm resentful about, I put it down. Something I'm uncomfortable about, I put it down. And then um, on the stuff, something I did right, I put it down. And then on the, um, and then I, the stuff that's sort of negative, I put down my part. And um, I'm not feeling good. I, um, 
Yeah, I put down, where have I been selfish, self-seeking, fearful, inconsiderate? You know, I got, I'm sorry. I'm not feeling good. I'm going to sit down. Sorry. So, I'm Julie. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, I just wanted just to regroup. I'm going to start my share and um, and we'll go. And if uh, Bonnie would time me for the 20 minutes, we will add um, any extra time we have. We'll maybe add it to the writing time or to the open sharing afterwards. Um, <clears throat> my, the first thing I'd like to do is just qualify as a member of this program. I've been in the program for um, a little over 13 years. Um, my bottom line abstinence is abstinence from chocolate, and I have abstained from chocolate since my very first meeting. That, that's my bottom line. That's what I get my chip for. My food plan has evolved. My abstinence plan has evolved over time. Um, my higher power gave me some medical challenges, so I had to let go of caffeine. I also had to let go of um, gluten grains, uh, wheat, barley, and rye. Um, and I haven't eaten wheat for, um, gosh, 11 years. Um, I experimented a bit with other grains and things like that, but it doesn't work for me. Right now, my, um, my food plan is um, no sugar, no flour of any kind, whether it has gluten in it or not. I don't eat it. And um, I uh, do three meals a day with one snack. So, And it's a protein and produce kind of food plan. I don't eat starchy carbs. And that's what works for me. When I eat starchy carbs, my body wants sugar. And, um, and it's so much more comfortable not to, not to deal with that. Writing has been an important tool for me um, since I started in a recovery program, even before I started the 12 steps. I started in an adult child of alcoholics therapy program, and I wrote all the time. It was like my primary way of getting through the day was to write. I journaled constantly. I filled up books and books and books. Um, when I got into the 12-step program, I continued to write quite a bit. And um, we have a lot of tools and programs that you can use to help you get started writing. Um, there's the workbook, which guides you through writing, and I think there's a fourth-step a, a fourth book or our 12 uh, 12-step book, the fourth step has a lot of questions, or even all the steps, I think, have questions in them where you can write your response and work with your sponsor and stuff like that. So there are a lot of things. What I'm going to focus on today is a specific structured approach to writing a tenth step. Um, we were very fortunate a couple years ago. Paul and Laureen from San Francisco came down to the Serenity Retreat and presented their 10-step format to us, and it has been a blessing. We've adopted it quite pervasively in the program, and it's, it's recommended. So that's what I'm going to talk about, and um, okay, well, shall I continue then? And, and then if we have time, then we'll save it for you to wrap up later. Um, so anyway... The 10-step format, format, as presented to us, and this is a particular approach to it, um, which has been handed down through Paul and Lorene from their sponsors and stuff like that. And you write a letter addressed to your higher power, starting with the third step prayer, which is on page 63 in the big book. And you may be familiar with that. It's, um, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt, to relieve me of the bondage of self, that I may better do thy will. 
Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help. Of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life, may I do thy will always. And then you start your letter to God, Dear God, and you start the sentences with things like, God, I'm angry. God, I'm afraid. God, I feel guilty. Um, whatever the feeling is. And, and, you know, you make it representative of the actual intensity. You know, angry might just not be quite good enough at that time. Or maybe it's a little too strong and you can gear it down. Um, you continue writing about these issues as they come up until you get to the aha. Um, and you have a clear understanding of what your part is in the program, in, in that issue the character defect that might be at work, and or what action you might need to take, such as making an amends, forgiving somebody, letting go of something, whatever it might be. And the third part is you write, God, I am willing to have you remove these defects of character. And then you list what the defects of character are. And then you write out the seventh step prayer. And the seventh step prayer is on page 76 of the big book. And it goes, My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. When I get to the end of my 10th step and I write that down, I experience such a sense of relief. It expresses exactly what I need to say at that point. And then the idea is to read it to someone, preferably your sponsor. Um, when you follow this format, it's like a little mini step Four through nine. It takes you through a little mini inventory. You get to, um, you know, give it away. You get to identify your character defects in step step six. You get to ask God to take care of them. You're humbly willing to let to have the character defects removed through the seventh step prayer. And then it's recommended that you discuss with your sponsor. To whom do I owe an amends? for step eight, and then talk about what form the amends should take, and then make the amends as soon as possible. Otherwise, your daily step, tenth step can start to accumulate, and you end up with a sort of little running list of amends that you still need to make. And also, the tenth step says, when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. So it's better not to wait. If you need to make an amends, if you need to take some kind of action as a result of something that happens in your day. So following the format takes you through steps four through nine plus ten, right? It's the tenth step. And um, the clarity, relief, serenity, and the solution seem to take, um, seem to appear more readily when you actually take the time to write it all out, including the prayers, by hand. Um, and it's also helpful if you continue writing until you get that, oh, I see. And then the next right step often becomes clear. That is the basic format that was presented to us. And I think that if you've heard Paul and Laureen share about this before, you've probably heard it before. Um, it's, I found it personally to be quite effective. I've also modified it for myself a little bit. One of the things I add to my 10 step is I add a gratitude section. And I thank God for either the challenge that's facing me. I, I thank God that I have this challenge in my life and that I have the tools and the people available to me to help me solve them. I thank God when I have that moment of clarity. Thank you for sending me the wisdom to see what's going on and 
to identify what the solution is. That's so important to me. I have done whole 10 steps just of, God, thank you for, thank you for this. It's been all gratitude. Because part of the four-step inventory is also to look at our assets and our gratitudes. And that's been helpful to me because a lot of times I'm doing just fine. I'm having a good day. I was, my food's been clean. I, I really, I don't have any big deals going on. And um, writing a gratitude list in the form of the 10th step um, helps me. I like it. It's also keeps me writing. That one is, if I don't have anything specific that I, I need to write about, Doing a gratitude list makes, gives me something to write about that's fairly easy for me to do. Otherwise, one of my primary character defects, and it's kicking my butt right now, and it's right in my face, is procrastination. A lot of the tools of the program um, work best if we practice them, if I practice them regularly and consistently. And it's easy for me to find excuses why I don't have to do it today. I, I'll put it off or I run out of time. But writing a 10 step in the form of a gratitude list is, is something that I can do. What I'll do right now is I have one I, I wrote um, not too long ago and I'll share it with you so you can see how it works for me. God, I offer myself to thee to do with me and to build with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy love, thy power, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Dear God, I'm setting an intention to write a daily tenth step in preparation for the OA convention at the end of June. I'm speaking at a writing workshop on the topic, and I need to have some current experience. God, I'm feeling guilty that it has taken me so long to begin this process, even though I've talked and thought about it since I accepted the speaking opportunity. There are several issues that I need to explore, and this is the best vehicle. Issues with my husband, his compulsive overeating, untidiness, road rage, work issues, and lack of focus, issues with my weight, fears about my relationships with my son, his fiance, and their two children. I know all these issues will undermine my abstinence if they are not explored, and I need to get to my part so you can restore me to sanity. I see my part in my unwillingness to write procrastination, laziness, lack of focus, etc. I am now willing to begin. I am grateful for the power to write today. I am grateful for the blessings in my life. I am willing to explore my issues and be open to receiving knowledge of your will for me and the power to carry it out. My Creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad, I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Um, so, writing is a really important tool of the program. Um, I know that some people really embrace writing as a tool and find it easy to, to do it. They write every day. They um, share their writing. Um, other people I know just really fight it. They fight. I've worked with people as a sponsor, and, and it's, like, sometimes really difficult to even have them, you know, write a fourth step or write their food down or whatever it is. Um, for me, my willingness to write comes and goes. Uh, like I said earlier, when I first got into recovery, I wrote almost constantly. I could hardly do anything else. It just was dying to come. It was 
pouring out of me, and I couldn't stop it. I found opportunities, little crystals that turned into poetry when I was doing that writing. And I'm a writer by trade. I'm a technical writer, and I have been for over 20 years. And I never have been a creative writer. I never wrote stories or poems or any of that kind of stuff. But when I was doing this kind of intense um, therapeutic writing, I found some poetry. And it, it was really fun. Um, but then that whole thing kind of like subsided. And I, I've done writing. I, I write my food down. Um, and I do 10 steps, but I generally do the 10th step on an, on an as-needed basis rather than on a regular, consistent, as a practice. Um, I, I believe that it is best for me if I were to do this every day, whether I start my day with a 10th step or whether I end my day with a 10th step. Um, it, it is helpful. It helps me focus and get centered. And, um, and I, I still write. I still like to write. So um, I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap up my share and give Michelle a chance to finish her share because we have some time. Um, when we get ready um, to do the writing, I brought some handouts of the 10-step format that you are welcome. I, I'm pretty sure I don't have enough for everybody, so if, if there are friends here, if you could share, that would be helpful. Um, you, not everybody might need one because I, I recognize some people here who know exactly what I'm talking about. They were at the same retreat. Um, but there are some here that you, that you can take. And I think that there were little pads and, and pens being passed around earlier if you need something to write with. And they're in the back of the room. So I'm going to end now. Thank you so much for your attention. And I wish you all the best with your writing and recovery. Thanks. Um, I'm Michelle Kapulskova Reed again. I'm just going to finish up really fast because I think I might be getting sick or something. And you know what? I haven't been sick in my eight years in OA. So <laughs> talk about humility. Um, but, uh, you know, and I wish I had gotten to hear the other um, pitch, Julie's pitch, but um, I, I get to my part when I do my inventory and I write out a prayer and I do a gratitude list too. Sometimes I have to do a formal inventory based on the big book, four columns, um, and I do get together with my sponsor and read it. So, you know, I seem to be falling sick again, so I'm just going to leave it at that. So thanks. Bonnie, could I get a time check from you? Um, where are we in the, and how much time do we have? Okay. So um, let's start now. Let's oh, spend about um, 15 minutes writing a 10th step, and I'll give you a, a you know a two-minute wrap-up warning. Would that be helpful? And then we will use the rest of the time for shares afterwards. And what I'm going to suggest is that we extend the shares just briefly and make them four-minute shares. Because if people wanted to actually share their 10 steps, that might take a little more time. Um, I'm going to just put these out on a, a chair in the front if you'd like to, or I can just pass them back if um, you'd like one. And I only, I brought 40 copies, so the, thank you. So that's basically... What I said earlier is, is how to do the 10th step. You're welcome to practice that, or you're welcome to do some recovery writing um, in any format that you want. You might like to try Michelle's idea of writing just an open letter to God, and his response or her response back to you might be a good idea. Or if you're stuck on part of your inventory, 
but whatever you like. Um, let's we'll take the next 15 minutes to write. Okay, our time is up. I hope everybody got a chance to at least experience this. Um, as you come up to share, please sign the waiver form. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll do four-minute shares. And uh, I guess typically people line up over here and uh, just take turns or over this way. There's stairs on this side, so that's the way to go. Hi, my name is Denise, and I am an alcoholic and a compulsive overeater. And uh, I'm never sure which one came first, the monkey or the egg. Uh, I don't know how to spell my name. Uh, this is very important that I get up here and share at this time. Uh, I think sometimes of them as, as uh, cobwebs. My mother passed away last Thursday night. and I'm feeling a little guilty. I knew that she was very sick. And yet I chose to come here to this meeting instead of fly up to Oregon to be there when she passed away. And I know that this guilt will will come along and, and take its toll if I don't do. And I wrote, Dear God, my mother passed away last Thursday. I am feeling sad that I am unable to let go of her. When she was so sick, something in me turned away. I did send some money to cover the expenses, and that sort of released me from the feeling of responsibility. Uh, Mom wanted me to be rebaptized into the Mormon church and be sealed to her. I was unable to get myself to go to church. I was unable to let go and, and find out there. I can go to a, a, a meeting every day. I can go to OA all the week, but I somehow cannot bring myself to go to that church. And uh, she wanted me sealed to her. And at the time when I had my son was in a, in a home where I could have gone freely, I didn't go. And now that he's back in my home, I'm unable to leave him alone. Um, okay. One of the things that I find in this is uh, the unreason is that I don't want to go back in the Mormon church was, was genealogy. And it frightens me to have to look back. My childhood was pretty gross. Any time you're looking in genealogy or doing research, all that seems to come up, and I never quite had a, a dealing with it. And I'm afraid of marriage and poverty. You know, I mean, like if you go to church, you have to give it all up, and I don't want to. I'm also afraid of being a leadership and having somebody undermine me and afraid of betrayal. God, I'm willing that you should remove these defects of character, the selfishness, the fear, the pride, the betrayal. My God, I am now willing that you should remove all of these character defects. Um, I think this was a very important writing for me today uh, to realize that Mother was 85 years old on the uh, 9th of uh, June. This is just three weeks ago. I flew up to uh, Portland, Oregon, and we went to the coast to visit another one of my sisters. We had a wonderful weekend. It was absolutely wonderful. My mother continually told me how vital I was to her, you know, because I was able in a financial way to be able to send her a couple hundred dollars every now and then. And none of my other brothers or sisters were really in that position. And all that time, that money was sort of like relieving me of, of a responsibility. And this guilt trip, all, all of this stuff will stem and go further and further down into my childhood. And uh, each time I'm able to, to uh, even the seeing writing on the menu of, of things that I could go and do um, made me want to run. I didn't want to deal with it. But I did deal with it, and I thought it was very well handled. And it was giving me the opportunity. 
I'm here also with another person who decided that they didn't want to run around and go from meeting to meeting with me, that they wanted to go to their own meetings and do their own thing. And uh, I was feeling the rejection, and I was feeling a betrayal, and that's okay. I can feel those feelings, but they certainly do have a right to go their way and do their thing, and I don't need to feel bad because of what they want to do. And I'm glad for them, you know, and when I am able to let go of myself and realize that if I'm out of myself and serving my fellow man, there's nobody home to get hurt in the first place. And so I try to get out of myself. And that's why I'm here, and thank you very much for this opportunity. Penny, a compulsive overeater, and I wrote this. I wrote out the third step prayer, and then I said, Dear God, I'm angry at my husband because of the, uh, he just sits most of the day. He does not help around the house. He does not help in errands. He will never do anything with me. He seems just to sit. The character defect I have is enabling. I have let him do this. I do everything for him. I pick up. I deliver food. I, um, uh, let's see, I can't even read my own writing. I let him get away with it because I'm con- uh, concerned about his health because for what little he does during the day, he is just too tired. The action I need to take is to talk to him about his health, um, tell him that he should get more exercise, and to ask for forgiveness for allowing himself to become so dependent on me. And while I was sitting here, I began thinking, too, the other thing is my husband is somewhat of a rageaholic. And if you disagree with him, you have this potential of an explosion. And so and part of my thing is I do not want this explosion. So rather than disagree or, you know, say, no, I won't do it, I do it. And sometimes I do it like, so... I have to get over that and talk to him about it, and it will help. Uh, since this is a 10-step uh, writing, uh, I did one a few years ago with one of my sister-in-laws. I wrote it out, not in this form, but uh, she comes every Thanksgiving and Christmas to my home. I have the Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, she does not eat anything. She put, if she does, she puts foil on the plate so her food won't touch the plate. Uh, she goes around with, um, I don't want to go in her thing, but she goes around with gloves on, afraid like to touch. And so I wrote out a 10th step because I thought one year if, if she went off that I probably would go off. And if I had a carving knife in my hand, I don't know what I'd do. Uh, so I wrote out a very formal 10th step, uh, writing down my feelings and emphasizing I can't change her. I'll, uh, you know, I, what... What is it in me that will change that I could at least accept her for two days out of the year? And it came to the conclusion this woman is trapped in a, with her idiosyncrasies to the point that she cannot hardly exist. They have money, they cannot travel because she cannot pack or unpack or drive. Uh, there was never any children because I don't think she could have handled a snotty nose or a poopy diaper, to be honest. Uh, her obsession with germs has just encased her in a prison. And after that, I began to feel terribly sorry for this woman. And I could put up with it for three or four days out of the year now. But uh, it really did help. It relieved me. I had a very nice Thanksgiving that year. A couple of family members lost it, but I was able to handle it. Thank you for letting me share I'm Clayton. I'm a over reader. Um, when I got in the program a long, long time ago, um, they told me about these tools. Well, the only tool I started doing was writing. 
and I had never been a writer before, but I just started putting everything down on paper. I come from also from one of those families, from a, both parents were alcoholics, and uh, all that mess that that gets into. And so, but I started writing about my food, writing about that, and just kept writing and writing and writing. Um, when you said write a letter to God, I, you know, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And um, the other thing is uh, I try to write a gratitude list every day, okay? Ten things that I'm, that, I'm, uh, that I'm thankful for. Now, they can all be about the grandkids, you know? I'm glad Ariana did this. I'm glad Karina did this. That'd be all right. But most of the time it isn't all about the grandkids, you know, maybe one. Uh, thank you, God, for my grandkids. But uh, we're trying to stay in touch with God and stay in touch with what I'm really feeling, you know, and being thankful for what God's given us. Um, I do do have these anger periods and uh, that kind of thing, and that's what I thought was going to come out, but it didn't. So here's what really came out. Uh, God, I'm, gra- uh, I'm, I'm grateful to be here at the convention. I, I am grateful for the recovery in these rooms. God, thank you for giving me the day off from work. I have worked every Saturday for the last three years. But today, they gave me the day off, and I'm working Tuesday, which is time and a half. Um, thank you, God, for giving me the day off. Uh, please, God, please help me and guide me to do your will today. Please help me with my food. God, thank you that I that I got to do a lot, I got to see a lot of the old friends from the program. I've been around here 27 years, and so, you know, there's a lot of people you just don't see unless you go to these conventions. Thank you for um, pushing me to, uh, uh, we had no soap this morning, and what I'm saying is basically at about a quarter to seven this morning, I went out and got soap. Uh, so my wife could have some soap when she got it. And, uh, and sometimes I don't think I would have done that. I would have just said, I'm going to go. See you later. But I did it this morning. God gave me that little push and said, go, get out there. Um, I left. Um, God, help me to do your will today and not mine. God, help me to think of others and not, not me and not myself. God, help me to get the card. Oh, help me to get the cards I need. Uh, I've been procrastinating about uh, some cards, anniversary cards. God, please help me. To, to eat what is on the plan for today. God, help me. Please help me to walk arm in arm with you today. This is a tough one. Um, because of where I came from, the God thing, the God the Father thing, it doesn't really work, okay? But Jesus works for me, okay? So this is one about Jesus. Jesus, please hold me in your arms today. Please, God, help me to do. God, please. Please, God, help me to feel safe and protected today. Your loving child, Clayton. Thank you. Hi, I'm Yolanda, compulsive overeater. I am deeply grateful for the chance to share here today. I've never spoken at one of these things, and one of my fears, or I don't care, for me, a character defect is is a fear of public speaking or speaking in front of larger groups. So this is just perfect. I've always wanted to share in like a small group, and we have something to share because of the writing. So it's great. Um, and what I, uh, I did a letter to God as well, and my letter um, takes the A E I O U form, which some which probably many of you know about, but um, was given to me in this program. Um, it's just A, abstinence, E, exercise, I, myself, O, others, you, unresolved feelings. And there's Y for something else, but I, I don't know. Anyway, I do those ones. My heart is just pounding. Dear God, this is Yolanda. I'm a compulsive overeater. I pray for your loving care and protection because I'm powerless over the food without you, and without you, my life becomes unmanageable. A, I have been abstinent today. E, I haven't exercised so far today, though I walked to Bart. I, for myself, I came to this convention. O, 
For others, I called my mom because I knew she wanted to hear from me. Um, and I, I just want to interject. I'm also grateful. Um, I think what's always inhibited me from sharing or part of my fear of public speaking is the fear of perfectionism. So it's really important to me. Like I'm, There's a little voice in my head running right now like, this is stupid, this is uh, boring. So it's useful for me just to share. Uh, unres- uh, you for unresolved feelings. Today I'm feeling very imperfect in my program. Being here makes me realize how far I am, how far from my program I am now compared to how I used to be. I'm sad that I've gained 15 to 20 pounds from my program low weight of 147. I'm angry at myself for gaining that weight, and I hate the little extra roll on my belly. I'm anxious to lose weight. I'm embarrassed to have gained weight in abstinence and fear losing my abstinence, and sometimes say I think I already have. I'm jealous of people who are losing. I feel a little uncomfortable also here today since I saw a woman, Dee, who I asked, had asked to be my sponsor and who could not, and who I kept calling in the misguided advice to find someone to sponsor you and keep asking them until they agree. I heard that in a meeting one time. Um, I'm still a little resentful of her. My part is fear of not being good enough or pretty enough or thin enough. My part is fear that being overweight makes me unlovable. My part is fear that D thinks I'm a loser and a hassle. God, please take my fear and my resentment. Please take my trying to imagine what other people think of me. Show me how you would have me think of my body and the next right step in finding a new sponsor. I'm grateful for my very dear OA friends here with me today. I'm grateful for this program. Thank you, God. Love Yolanda. Hi, I'm Laura Compulsive Leader. Hi, everyone. Thank you very much, Julie, for sharing it. I really got a lot out of it, and I appreciate it. And I, my heart is just warmed by the honesty that I've heard in this room today. You know, I just feel like I'm in great company with such honest people. Um, for me, you know, one of the reasons I'm, I'm very inconsistent about the writing. It's the one tool, as you mentioned, that I really struggle with. And um, I used to write letters to God all the time, and have really gotten out of the habit of doing that. So just in coming in here and sitting down and just, you know, praying under my breath when we started this workshop, I just was asking God to help me get into that again because I know I found it helpful in the past. Um, You know, how my writing started right now in our exercise was I just felt I was in the perfect place and that I was perfect and everything that was happening was perfect. And I didn't write about anything, you know, negative or bothering me at first because I just felt like I was in peace. And, you know, as I was, I was thinking about hearing the laughter next door, I thought about maybe a year ago I would have I wanted to run over there to see what was funny. But I don't constantly question my decisions like that anymore. I, I just felt completely at peace and knew that this was where I needed to be. Um, you know... One of the reasons that writing is so helpful for me is because I'm a really busy person and I feel like my focus is everywhere. And I really have a hard time making myself sit down and be quiet. And I'm also very wiggly. I mean, even in a classroom or a meeting like this, I'm changing positions 20 times and I can hardly sit still. So writing helps you know, me connect with what's going on with myself and connect with my higher power. So in talking about the joy that I felt about just being here and and how much I've gotten from being here today, you know, a concern did start to come up after that. And it was that um, I mentioned to my 16-year-old daughter that I thought I'd be home around 7 tonight. And I was realizing I certainly have a little bit of anxiety about the fact that, you know, I probably am off about two hours and I'll be later, which probably won't be a big deal for her. Although sometimes she says, are you going to that, those meetings again? You're always gone. And really, I'm not always gone. But I think in her vocabulary, what that means is you're not around to give me a ride when I want to go somewhere. So what I need to do is, or the next right step for me, is just when this meeting ends to call her and let her know what time I'll be home. You know, maybe ask her about her day a little bit and uh, just, you know, so, so there's no different expectations. Um, on her part. And also what I love to do is besides adding a gratitude list, 
you know, I, I often feel so self-focused, and um, I know that we are supposed to take care of ourselves in this program, but I also think we're, we're supposed to focus on others as well. So what really helps me is at the end of my writing, I think about three people that I, that I feel are in trouble, and I just say a prayer for them in my journal. And um, that helps me feel as though I've done something for someone else too, which I really appreciate. So thanks for letting me share. I am Judy. I'm a compulsive overreader. <laughs> and I'm up here because thinking about coming up here was so terrifying, I just sort of figured I guess I should. Um, and um, I didn't follow exactly the structure, but what I really liked about that was sort of to start off with just what are the feelings? What am I feeling? You know, uh, it's so puzzling to me. Um, I've been coming to OA for quite a few, short of a year, quite a few months, but I still feel like I'm just brand new and um, it's I find it so baffling how mu how much emotion comes up every meeting I go to and so <clears throat> I just said well let me just start with writing about what's the emotion here dear God I'm scared I'm scared that I'll never be able to let go to let go of the need to control <coughs> me. Um, the need to eat the angst and self-loathing the anxiety about each and every morsel of food I come in contact with. God, I'm sad. <coughs> sad that I had this addiction. Sad because it feels like such a waste of energy. Such a, you know, sticky if I want to be good at <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> such a distraction from the things I really think should be important. God, I'm anxious. Anxious about being alone with the feelings. Anxious that by being alone, I'll resort to the self-destructive eating behaviors that I've turned to at other times. Um, anxious that something awful will happen to me or to my husband or to my children and that somehow or other I won't be able to cope. God, help me to let go. Help me to remember all the wonderful things in my life. Help me to see how many things in my life nurture me and give me pleasure. Help me to see that I can cope with the sadness, the fear, the anxiety without eating fast. Help me to understand, to truly understand and to remember that food will not make me happy or make me calm or make me fearless. Thank you, God, for so many things. Thank you for my family, my two amazing sons, um, my wonderful husband, my father who is just visiting me, my mother who is gone but who is with me anyhow. Thank you for my health. I'm um, 10 years post-cancer. I'm doing well. Um, thank you for my friends in and out of program. Thank you for a beautiful world and a beautiful part of the world in which I live. Thank you for the abstinent moments and days. Thank you for giving me hope and helping me let go of the negative voices and I really am only letting go of those every day. Thank you for helping me one moment at a time. Hi, I'm Susie, recovering anorexic bulimic and compulsive overeater. Hi, I just want to talk about the tool of writing, not specifically writing I did during the break, but this has been such a huge tool for me in my years in the program when I first started. The first tool I ever used was just writing Dear God letters during the meetings. And I know now it seems rude, you know, back when I think back to it, but 19 years ago, that's where I was. I was a high school, I mean, college student, and I just sat in the meetings, and it's the best I could do was sit there and write Dear God letters. And now, of course, I would, you know, be paid, paid attention during meetings. But at that time, that's the first writing I did. And then I started buying these notebooks. Target has them for sale every August, like 10 cents each, and I'd buy a big stack. And I carry them with me everywhere, and I used to have them by the phone or any place I would need to write. And any time I wanted to eat, I could just write, Dear God. And as soon as I wrote that, it was gone. Sometimes just on the way to get the notebook, 
the urge would lift. Just as long as I have the willingness to do the writing, that's all it took. Sometimes it takes a sentence, dear God, I'm feeling compulsive, and then I'm able to, the compulsion lifts. So this tool has been incredible for me to help with my abstinence. Also, I keep a notebook, of, or excuse me, a, a bunch of scrap paper in a drawer in the kitchen. And there's a desk with that drawer. I just pull it open any time I'm upset about something or I can't figure out what to do. I'll say, dear God, what's the next right thing to do? Or I'll, I'll write about my anger. Times when I've been furious with somebody, I could just sit and write. And the anger is spewed out on the paper and it's lifted for me. Um, another tool I use as a sponsor had given me, so three years ago in August it'll be, that every single day I've done this form of the tenth step is writing out my spiritual gift for the day where I saw my higher power in my life how I saw God working in my life, one line of that, and then writing out my list of gratefuls, at least three, and then writing out what I did well, at least three things I did well that day, where I might have helped someone or where I may have thought of eating and not eating compulsively, anything I can think of as service. Um, then I write down three things I can work on for tomorrow. And uh, another, um, let me just see what I had. That I wanted to commit that, you know, the tool's been so helpful for me, but I haven't been using it as much lately. You know, I have a 10-year-old son, and when I was when he was little, I used to write every morning before I got out of bed, and he would say, Mommy, have you done your writing yet? And he knew that, you know, I had to do my writing before I got out of bed. And then over time, I feel like I've had such a close connection with my higher power that I don't necessarily have to write a Dear God letter. I just talk to God and just say, Hey, God, it's me, and, you know, go on about that in my own head. But... I want to get back to the tool of writing because it really helps me if I need to make a decision, if I need to um, clarify something, I always get an answer when I do my writing and it does really help connect me to my higher power. So I want to commit, that's why I want to come to this workshop is to commit that I will start doing my writing again every day because it really makes a difference. So thanks for listening, thanks for being here. Good afternoon. My name is Ralph, and I constantly overeat foods that are very unhealthy for me. And I need to preface what I'm about to say by telling you that this is something I've never done before. I've never written to God. I've never had much of a higher power in my life. So the exercise and my reading it is a bit perfunctory for me. My heart and soul is not really into speaking to God because I haven't done much of it. I'm only one year into, uh, one year, yeah, nice try, Ralph, one month into OA. So this is all new to me. Um, my heart and soul is very much into speaking of my defects, though. I've been working on that for about 15 years. So anyway, I'm reading it with that um, caveat, if you will. Dear God, I give myself to you for your help and guidance. To help me remove my character defects so that I might do as you wish. God, I'm afraid that I will continue to abuse my body by overeating unhealthy foods. And when I do this, I'm searching for something to help me forget my troubles. If you would, please help me to realize that my troubles are not going to be changed by the consumption of deadly foods. I need to let myself... Actually, this is my talk to me. I need to let myself have these feelings, feelings of discomfort and instead of trying to satiate them with foods. And since this is the tenth step, I suppose I need to confess to a wrong I've done this very day at this very convention. I've been telling my story about how I'm unwilling to accept the first step. That is very true. And I've been saying that I have, the, the things I've changed in my life that were difficult, mainly alcohol, I've been clean and sober 26 years, anger, I have addressed my anger issues with an anger management class for nine months, I, I have almost a year of sobriety about raging and pounding and throwing things, pounding my fists, and my shame-based living, I've worked on that tremendously. I love myself now, I'm a pretty neat guy. But it took me a lot of work to get there. So at any rate, I was listing these three things, my shame base, my anger, and my um, uh, alcoholism, as proof that I'm a willing guy. I'm willing to participate. I'm willing to say I have defects. But actually the truth is, and I just realized this a couple of hours ago, 
I saw the problem, alcoholism, and I said, I know how to fix that. I put the cork on the bottle. I know how to fix this. See, that's a key word that I was missing in my interpretation of my previous willingness. And when I have anger issues, I said, oh, I know how to fix that. I'll take an anger management class. And I did it. And I've, redu- I've eliminated my anger out- outbursts. My shame, feeling just horrible shame about myself. I was beat regular as a kid by my dad and his anger and his fists. So obviously all these things would come about. But anyway, I listed my shame as, hey, I'm willing to admit I have shame. And here. But what I did was I realized I have shame, so I took care of it. I went into therapy. But what I'm missing that I just finally figured out that I was wrong about was that I never ever said my life is unmanageable and I'm out of control with this. Which if I understand the first step, is that the correct first step? Um, my life? Powerless over food and our lives have become unmanageable. And I'm powerless over food and my life has become unmanageable. I never did that with alcohol, I never did it with shame, and I never did it with my anger. I said, I can take care of that. And now I realize my reluctance to accept the first step, because I have not done that yet, is because I've always, my ego has said, I can take care of that, Ralph. Don't worry, you can take care of that. That's no problem at all. So the wrong I committed today was to list those three things as I'm willing. I've already done the first step, and I haven't. So... I accept myself for that, though, and I will get there one day. Thank you. Um, Now is the time to close this session. Let's thank our speakers, everyone who shared, and all that have done service for this session. Let's also take just just a second to, to hope that Michelle is feeling better real soon. So please stand and join hands as we close the meeting with the OA promise, I put my hand in yours.